Lightly Podcast, an unapologetic show structured with intellect that forces you to analyze yourself as a whole. I'm your host, Ashley D'Amber, and I will be sharing my personal opinions on all things that affect the world, as well as a few personal stories. Who knows how this podcast will make you feel, so tread lightly. Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Tread Lightly. I apologize for the delay in posting, but my account was hacked this week. Somebody took all of my money and left me $8.15. That's it, $8.15. And then I woke up the next morning, guess what? It was negative 243 bucks. I'm pretty sure you can tell by the tone of voice how annoyed I am, but let's get into this episode because I was excited to do this, but it was kind of heavy for me. So in this episode, I will be telling you everything concerning the war, what you need to do, and why are we going to war in the first place? Long story short... 45 directed an airstrike on an Iranian airport. In this airport, you have the Major General Qasem Soleimani, who is the head of Iran's elite military force. He is one of the most powerful figures in the Islamic Republic. Not only did 45 kill Qasem Soleimani, but he also killed an Iraqi militia commander. 45 claims to have murdered this man because he was plotting against American diplomats and military personnel. So he just caught him in the act and terminated him. Yes, that's exactly what he said. But since when did 45 care so much about military personnel when he's feuded with war heroes and the relatives of fallen soldiers? He's even said that he knows more about ISIS than the generals do. I mean, how convincing is that? Soon as Qasem Soleimani's death was confirmed, the Iranian president says, and I quote, Iran and free nations of region will avenge the killing of Soleimani. Following that, the Iranian supreme leader gives a warning to Trump saying that harsh retaliation is waiting. As notified, the Iranian country is currently mourning for three days. But after that, the retaliation will begin and the Iranians plan to make the chopper sing like... Uh Uh-huh. You wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Back to business. I began to inquire about how important this man was when Biden started tweeting that no American will mourn Qasem Soleimani and that he deserves to be murdered because of all the crimes he's committed against American troops and innocent people throughout the region. The last tweet really got me because it said, none of that negates the fact that this is a huge escalatory move in an already dangerous region. I feel like with that being said, everybody knows 45 should not have done this without assessing the repercussions. At this point, I'm instantly intrigued because why is this man's death being overshadowed by controversy? Who is this man and what has he done? Although I do know a lot about history and a lot about politics, I'm not too keen on foreign affairs. So I did my research to fully understand the severity of this attack and the details of who this man is in his profession so that I could provide accurate information to not only myself but you as well of this major political event. Qasem Soleimani 
head honcho of all Iranian head honchos. His murder is more powerful and more globally significant than the murder of bin Laden. Imagine that. He is known as the second most powerful man in Iran, more important than Iran's president. So killing him is just like killing the vice president. With all of this info, I'm still like, okay, what's the big deal? Salamani is the head of the Iranian terrorist organization and he's a head of state, which means he calls the shots with anything concerning assassinations, unconventional wars, terrorist acts, etc., etc. So way back in June, the U.S. sent a spy drone over to Iran. Iran shot it down. And Russia said, regardless of whatever y'all got going on, we gonna support Iran. That means if a civil war breaks out and Russia decides to fight with Iran, we might just lose. Because honestly speaking, America does not have the range to go to war with either Russia or China. The type of weapons they have are far too advanced in comparison to ours. Now this is conflicting considering the fact that Russia supposedly intervened in the 2016 election. Are they really helping Iran or is there something going on in secrecy per usual that 45 hasn't told anyone about? He is a phenomenal businessman which we all know and I don't put anything past anyone as selfish and hate driven as he is. With that being said Russia and Iran are something like allies. And for short, because this would be a whole history lesson that I'm really not trying to embark on right now. Russia will play peacemaker for now and it's unknown which party they will side with considering the relationship they have with both countries. You see where this is going? So to be clear, this is one of the most detrimental and senseless attacks ever made in the U.S. history. This man directed an attack without having a plan of safety or retaliation for America and the American people. And to add emphasis on the ignorance, the U.S. has not dealt with this great of a threat and basically ever. Book number one that I will recommend, The Art of War by Sun Tzu, and I quote, if ignorant both of your enemy and yourself, you are certain to be in peril. In addition to that, another thing that crosses my mind, was this done intentionally by 45 to remain in office after his impeachment? With personal theories, I always play devil's advocate because I have to make sure I'm not reaching. So I did research per usual. And to answer our pending question, there is no provision that stops impeachment during wartime. And secondly, the 22nd Amendment imposes a two-term limit on presidential candidates. It was enacted after Franklin D. Roosevelt was elected president for the fourth time. Twelve whole years as president. I would rather die. All in all, this is most likely a ploy to winning a second and final term. Just to recap, the U.S. has killed the second most powerful man in Iran. The Iranian government plans to retaliate harshly. And yes, I say us as a collective because the Pentagon released a statement saying, At the direction of the president, the U.S. has killed Qasem Soleimani. And last I checked, we were all U.S. citizens. That really blows me because I ain't got nothing to do with that. Trump decided to kill that man, not us. So what now? I don't know much about wars. This is my first one. But I know about past wars. So here's the only accurate information I can share. 
Iran is extremely savvy in cyber attacks, operations that involve assassinations, and acts of terrorism. So yeah, expect all of that times 100. And, might I add, it doesn't help that the foreign minister of Iran tweets, The U.S. bears responsibility for all consequences of its rogue adventurism. What I interpret from this is the choppers definitely gonna sing on us because at the end of the day, it's the U.S.'s fault. And we can blame no one but ourselves for the consequences. I mean, that is what he said. So back to the question, what's going to happen? Historically, there's a siren that goes off as a warning of a nuclear attack. Too bad it was retired in 1992. So how are we going to be warned? Well, of course, in automated text, go figure. The text would be a lot like the 2018 Hawaii false missile alert. Well, if you're anything like me, you enjoy your silent, vibrating tones, and you don't even see the warning text until after the fact because you were taking a nap. By the time you get up and see the text, you will have barely a minute to take cover. Side note, I'm just so thankful that we were prepared for this type of disaster with the best, most dependable precautions of getting in the tub and covering ourselves or if by chance we're in school, sitting in the hallways with our heads between our legs, or better yet, covering our heads with an algebra book. Because nine times out of 10, that's the only time in life that we will ever use it. And I sincerely hope that you hear the sarcasm jumping out right now. Moving along. If you've ever paid attention to the atomic bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, it was said that as soon as the bomb hit, people vanished into thin air. I mean vanished like when Thanos snapped his fingers. The bomb was just that powerful and that was all the way back in 1945. It was only a fractioned size of what is now used by Russia and the US. So what does that mean for us? It depends. Would you like to know the good news first or would you like to know the bad news? Bad news is always the first choice because you need to dissect all options of a solution. There's nothing you can do about anything good except appreciate how bad is not. You see how that makes sense, but it doesn't? Worst case scenario. So there's this doomsday prediction, which is an exaggeration of the nuclear weapons impact. Basically, doomsday is said to be the wipeout of all existence. Depending on how far this eluded war goes determines the capacity of how bad off the United States will be. I cannot provide any more facts than that because I will simply be giving you a snippet of how carried away I can get when it comes to making up horrible scenarios. Pause. Have y'all seen the war tweets? They are top tier. I mean really, can black Twitter get paid for this or can we at least get a hall of fame or something like that? But at some point, Black Twitter has to be serious when it comes to circumstances such as this one. But in the meantime, we'll make light of the situation because it's how we cope with things and move through life. Some may deem it as unhealthy and problematic, but how healthy is it to dwell on what you have no control over? Lucky for y'all, nobody's getting drafted, even though the tweets are hilarious, but... That's what the military and all volunteer forces for. The draft was abolished in 1973 because nobody was trying to go over there and fight in Vietnam. Similar to the abortion amendment they tried to pass, Congress would have to pass a law, reinstate it, and then the president would have to sign it. And how is that going to happen when Iran would have the systems hacked by Tuesday? Best case scenario, 
a civil war never happens. Too bad Iran is the type of country that has to prove its power and abilities to stand up for themselves. So, whatever happens is inevitable. So let's try this. Better than bad case scenario. Ultimately, because what good case scenario is there besides the decrease in property value? So let's say you do invest in properties. Well, you can't really profit off them until like 2030 when the economy is back to normal or at least on the rise to being back to normal. So fingers crossed that Russia is able to find a common ground between the U.S. and Iran. The second book that I will suggest to you is Esperanza Rising by Pam Ryan. In this book, the main character learns how to make a way out of no way during the Great Depression. If by chance we do go to war, it's not a bad idea to invest in property. Even though it will take a long time for you to profit, at least you know you will have something to pass down to your kids or your grandkids. And in all honesty, I can't really compare past wars to this alluded one because I've never experienced a war personally and the past wars I have learned about are in no comparison to this one. So we're all in this together, dead or alive with $8.15 in our accounts. I'm gonna let it go. I'm not gonna bring it up again. But somebody really hacked my cash app and took all the money out of my account and left me with $8.15. And not to mention the fact that they took my money and shared it with all of their friends. I mean, how Joe is that? You get it? Because Joe kills people for the benefit of the one he loves. Except this person is a caring thief and not a caring murderer. I mean, it's kind of nice if you're into the whole rooting for the bad guy thing because secretly we're all rooting for joe the psychology in that series is triggering if you haven't watched you on netflix do that and while you're at it i do have another book reference for you it's called the kite runner by khaled hussaini god i gotta learn how to pronounce these words uh let's try this again I do have another book reference for you. It's called The Kite Runner by Khaled Hosseini. I won't go into extensive detail, but some parts are heart-wrenching. Overall, it's a great book with a lot of gems. Last but not least, if you're just not in the mood to deal with any of this, you can definitely move to Switzerland because we all know Switzerland is forever neutral. Quick little rant. Unless you are the 88% of white people, 6% of black and Hispanic people, and 4% of other who voted for 45, you can stay here with your president and enjoy the Iranian wrath, along with the rest of us who have to suffer with your decisions. Ugh, I honestly cannot. Anyway, as much as anyone, I enjoy making jokes and being sarcastic as much as I enjoy informing and educating people about what's going on around us. But I will say this, in all seriousness, pray to the Most High for the safety of not only our troops, but also the troops of Iran. We know not the capabilities of either party, but we do know that someone's loved one is going to die or be severely injured, whether that be mentally, physically, and or emotionally. That in itself is reason alone to pray for anyone. Despite the traumas we've experienced as a country and as individuals in this country, it is important to exercise integrity, compassion, and empathy for all people. 
Yeah, there are plenty of jokes going around, but precautionary actions should be taken because really, we don't know what to expect. We don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea what Iran is capable of. So, do your research, educate yourself and those around you, and it's okay if you don't know anything, as long as you're willing to be teachable. And it's okay if you do know everything, as long as you're willing to teach humbly. And I'll use that as a segue into one more book that you should add to your 2020 reading list. And by any means necessary, Malcolm X said, and I quote, You are not so blind with patriotism that you can't face reality. Wrong is wrong, no matter who does it or who says it. As I close out this show, I would like to thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of Tread Lightly. If you would like to join this conversation, please follow at Tread Lightly Pod or my personal account at Ashley D'Amber. I look forward to hearing your views on this political issue. And please don't forget to share this episode with your friends, family, and followers. Happy surviving!